Hi, I'm Kristen Ludlow from NBA Inside Stuff, and you're listening to the Double Clutch Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Double Clutch NBA Podcast. I'm your usual host, Matthew Wellington, and I'm joined tonight once again by Mike Miller. Hey. In the corner, shooting threes as usual. Standard without a shoe. Standard. And joined for the very first time, but not his first time of you listening to him, is Alex Cole. Hello, gentlemen. Because Alex did a podcast with Dave Fraser. Um, they did like a solo. Did you record that with a cassette, like a cassette tape? Where, where were we? The 1980s or something? <laughs> a dictaphone. A dictaphone. That's what I was looking for. He recorded it with a dictaphone. Very professional. Yeah. We need to get one of them for when we uh, go to like the the London Games next year. <laughs> um, so obviously we've got quite a lot to discuss. Game six, game seven of the Western Conference Finals between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Golden State Warriors. Those games were speechless. Like I, we we stayed up on game six, which was Saturday night. I think um, my memory's going fuzzy. Um, we tweeted that live. That was incredible. Hashtag NBA in the UK was trending for about three hours, which was pretty cool to see. It was actually in the bottom corner of Twitter when you logged in. Um, so thank you to everyone who was using that. And then throughout the, obviously the rest of the series, people were tweeting with it. So it's been pretty big for us the last couple of days, just people getting involved with our hashtag, which is, you know, fantastic. It's kind of what we, we're here for. Um, this will be our fourth NBA finals of doing podcast coverage, which for me and Andy is pretty amazing considering we started, I think it was the 2012 London Olympics. We were having a laugh about Jeremy Lin being like the, the, the big thing at the time. Um, so you can see how far we've come, <laughs> but we'll get on. Insanity. Yeah. Lin sanity. And, and we, 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 we almost got that in the playoffs, but not quite from the uh, Charlotte Hornets. So I guess we should get on to the Western Conference finals before we discuss the rematch that everyone's kind of waiting for. Um, OKC and the Warriors, just an incredible series. I think we'll just go around everybody who's here tonight in general and just get their general thoughts on the overall series. And then we'll maybe break down game six and seven a little bit more. So Alex, who did you have winning the series before it started? And were you surprised by the outcome? I thought it would go the distance and it did. The way it went with, uh, with Oklahoma taking the 3-1 lead and then, um, Golden State coming back from behind. I didn't expect that, but it was thrilling stuff. I mean, what a way to set up the finals again, um, between the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, just, I'm really excited, especially coming off that series. Um, it was great stuff. Mike, what about yourself? Yeah, I, I too am excited. <laughs> it was, uh, <laughs> it's the theme of the show, people. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I thought it was, again, a great series. Uh, people were, people thought Warriors were done when they were 3 1 down. And, uh, they proved just how good a team they are by coming back. Um, the OKC team, even though they've lost, they're, they're far from losers in the, in this series. They, they've been, well, they were fantastic. Um, very nearly got it at the end. What was it? Six, six no, ten points in the end. The difference. Yeah, eight points, something like that. It, yeah, it was, it was and, and close. I've heard stories about. Well, I've heard stories. I've I've, I've seen <laughs> bits about uh, Durant choking, and I completely disagree with that. I thought he was, I thought he was good um, throughout the whole thing, and I thought he carried the team on on his back yeah. in that fourth quarter. Um, Sorry, I was just going to jump on that point and say how much of a leader I thought he was. He really showed his leadership there. Uh, and I really thought he was going to take it home. I, I saw online there's a montage going around of um, professionals saying that the Golden State Warriors are done and dusted. Pundits saying that OKC are going to take it home, finish it off. And uh, boy, do we all look silly now. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> all the critics have like miraculously changed their mind and all these professional NBA 
you know, Bill Simmons and people like that who all said the Thunder were going to win and now sort of eating their words, really. Um, I'm eating my words because I said to Mike the last time we did the show, the game's over. Game five was going to be it. Um, yeah, that looked bad. Mike got his prediction correct. So I guess we should hand the, sh- yeah. we should hand the show ropes over to Mike for the rest of the week and see what happens. <laughs> I- I, I did say that uh, if anyone could do it, it'd be the Warriors. But I, at the time, I did. Uh, I think I picked uh, Westbrook for MVP, and um, he still had a great series. But watching Game Seven, I just felt that he made, despite his double double, there were so many times where he threw up an air ball or made a silly play that I was just, I was sort of frustrating and. and Whilst watching, I was like, I can't believe I picked him for MVP. He just on this game alone. Yeah, and I, I think it was just phenomenal watching the way Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson in particular really just carried that team. Like we go on and on about the importance of having a superstar on your team, but you know sometimes they struggle and they were struggling. Draymond Green was struggling, but he got it together in the end. Clay Thompson, Game Six, absolutely incredible, lights out shooting. Never seen anything like it before in my life. Like you know, breaking NBA records left, right and centre, an incredible game and an incredible like five minutes. I think the game was tied 99-99 and then I had a bet on, so I was going absolutely bonkers at like four o'clock in the morning when (laughs) Curry got that final layup, but just a phenomenal game and you really thought OKC had that one. They were 13 points up and they somehow managed to to lose it. Um, I think you've got to to kind of look at Russell Westbrook, possibly in his canter, some bad passes in the final sort of 10 minutes of that game, but at the end of the day, you get another chance at it in Game 7. They go at it in Game 7. They had the lead in that one as well. But the Warriors just proved just how good they are. They won 73 games this year. They're one of the best teams in the history of the league. And to have Clay Thompson, Stephen Curry coming out and doing that, especially with Clay, with um, Curry's dagger three at the end, like the pressure to do something like that is just phenomenal. And I kind of think we might have seen the NBA Finals already because... I don't know if the Cavaliers could put up as much of a fight as the Thunder did. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to agree with that. I, I, I mean, I said last week I, I thought uh, the Cavs' success had been inflated slightly by playing in the East. <laughs> Just I, I, the East I, again. I, yeah, I know, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm interested to hear uh, Alex's thoughts as a, as a lifelong Cav fan. I will politely disagree. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to uh, be polite. No, no, I. I I, I think this one will go. I, I actually think the Cavs will take it in seven, but I don't know if we'll do predictions later on. In the pod. That's a silly question. But, yeah, um, LeBron. I just can't. You can't write off LeBron, uh, especially when he's got some merry men as he's got this season. Uh, there's just yeah, just factors to that Cavs team that weren't around last year, and the attitude is great, and they're playing with with freedom. Uh, they look like Golden State Warriors at times, the way they're zipping the ball around in, in these playoffs and breaking records with three-point shots. Uh, J.R. Smith's playing with, you know, with, with no pressure, it seems. Um, and that was a point I was going to make about Game 7 and Game 6, actually. Golden State Warriors seem to be playing with that lightness to their game again. You know, you know when Curry just comes comes off a screen and just shoots without even thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, stupid plays. <laughs> yeah, yeah but exactly. plays that if anyone else did, they'd be put on the bench. Yeah, they'd be lambasted yeah. for weeks. Yeah, it's almost like he hasn't thought about the shot. He just goes, okay, let's do it. I'm not and even convinced he looks. <laughs> say, say that again, Mike, sorry? I'm not, I'm not even convinced he looks on some of his shots. The speed he just takes them. And, uh, there's a couple of times, uh, who was he? Uh, was it a backer stepping out on him? And he it was, was just turning he turned away before it even like left his hand. Yeah, it's, there's, there's just a, 
he he's an incredible talent. And watching him shoot, watching this whole series, my appreciation of Clay Thompson has gone through the roof. As playing both ends of the floor, and fundamentally, he is the purest shooter I can remember seeing. Just his form is fantastic, and he's still not the best shooter on that team. <laughs> It's incredible. So yeah, it's yeah. it's it's uh, it's going to be a yeah, a lot of long range shots are going to go up in the finals for definite. Okay, I guess I guess the big question we kind of got to get onto before we get onto the finals is: Did the Thunder blow this thing? Because that's the, the the big like million dollar question at the moment that's ripping apart all of the sports media world. Is like you know you're three one up in a series. You've got Kevin Durant. You've got Russell Westbrook. Chance to close out the series at home in Game Six, and you throw away a thirteen point lead. You know, fair enough for the best team ever, but are there really any excuses? They just got beat by the, one of the best teams ever. I still can't call them the best team ever. Best team uh, I've ever seen. I'm 25, so I can say that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, uh, I'm still a, a 95, 96 Bulls fan at heart. Um, they they just got beat by a better team. You you wouldn't have even thought them to have gone up three one. So you could say you could say they were sort of fortunate to that extent. And one of the best things about having a seven-game series is that you get to see the effect of all the adjustments that, that the coaches make, not necessarily actually spotting what the adjustments are, but from one game to the next, there's just a different narrative. And that's all the little tweaks that goes on behind the scenes. I think Kerr said um, that in preparation for game six, I think it was, they'd made 11 tweaks to the game plan and he wasn't going to tell anyone any of them, but it, it worked. He, they're constantly tinkering and, and that's what, that's what sort of pushes them back into the into the series and, and over the line. Yeah, game seven they really turned around the uh, the defense of Stephen Adams. The defensive play of of Adams was really something quite. You know, they were asked, OKC were asking him to do a job uh, guarding guarding Steph off the uh, off the pick and rolls and and off the picks, and and he he was to an extent until until game seven. I think Steph and Clay went eight for eight um, when being guarded by Adams in in Game Seven. I saw. Well, yeah, it's the mismatch, isn't it? So you, you, yeah. you've you've taken advantage of that. But I think the one thing like a lot of people going on about is when they were three one down in the series, everyone was going, "You live by the three, you die by the three. It's kind of kicking them in the face now. But then you saw what happened. They were just hitting the threes. I think the Thunder shot fourteen percent or something ridiculous in the first half of Game Six, which is really bad. I think it was KD who hit that shot, but KD had a bad first half in that game as well. So it, it, it's basketball, you know. Some nights you make shots, some nights you don't. We've seen it. Stephen Curry, you know, he may have been injured, he may not have been injured. I don't think we'll ever really know because it adds to the whole, fa- you know, the whole fairy tale of coming back from three one down the series, but. Any given night, you could have a bad performance. I think the biggest, you know, if you want to go look at the influence on that, look at the Toronto Raptors. And Mike said it last week: Carl Lowry, Demar Derozan. One minute they lights out, next minute they can't hit anything. That's just the way the game goes. Yeah, eventually that talent that Clay and Steph have will just will shine through, though, won't it? Mm, it yeah. really will. I mean, it happened with last year's finals. Um, I hate to talk about the finals already, but you know, when when Cleveland put Delhi on Steph. Uh, and game one, game one and game two. Steph. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it would seem to be getting in, in Steph's head, uh, game one and two. And, you know, the talent just shone through in the end. And he was, he was Steph Curry. And that's what happened again against Oklahoma in, in Western Conference finals this year. Yeah. I guess, I guess we're going to get there. We're, we're there anyway. So we may as well start talking about the finals because it's a bit difficult to discuss any of the series <laughs> without discussing the finals. So. 
if you, you, you've been living on like a, a different planet for the last week, the, the route to the finals for the Cavaliers was a four zip sweep of the Detroit Pistons, um, which not many people thought would happen, but it did. Um, they then swept the Atlanta Hawks 4-1, uh, 4-0, sorry. That makes no sense. Um, and then they beat the Toronto Raptors 4-2 in a six game series. Over in the West, you had Houston, uh, not Houston, Golden State, sorry, taking on Houston. They won that series 4-1. Um, that should have been a sweep. I don't know how Houston won a game. Um, and then they took on Portland in the, the following round after the Clippers suffered a bunch of injuries. Um, they won that series 4-1 as well. And then in the Western Conference Finals, they played the Thunder and they won that in an epic seven game series. So now we've got the rematch. We've got the one seed versus the one seed. We've got the 73, te- 73 win team versus the team that lost in the finals again last year. It's going to be incredible. It's like the Bron James is what, six straight NBA finals. Um, it, it's just a phenomenal feat. It's, this is huge. There's his legacy could arguably be on the line, but I think people say that every single time he gets to the NBA <laughs> finals. So I'm going to stay away from that. But if the Warriors go back to back and, you know, Steph wins MVP at the finals, it would probably, it's got to go down as one of the most incredible series in like the, or seasons in the history of, of sports because what they've done to turn that franchise around, like the Warriors were the equivalent of the Thunder a few years ago. They were just the, the team that was always there. They were banging on the door. Steph always had injuries and, and now they've got it together. And last year's final series was incredible. It went six games. The Warriors won it on the road. The surprise of that series was Andre Iguodala winning MVP. Um, we could get something like that happen again this year. But like Alex said, it seems to be a hell of a lot more rounded this year purely because the Cleveland Cavaliers are fit. They're a different team with those guys, with uh, with Kyrie and Love and Bryce. Yeah, what, okay. what a different team makes. Sorry, go on, Mike. No, no uh, I was just going to agree that, I mean, we saw in game one last year how good Kyrie can be on Curry. So, you know, unfortunately, he smashed his knee up. Um, so providing he stays healthy, that could cause some real trouble for Golden State. Um, and, and it's that matchup which makes me think that perhaps Steph won't be the MVP of the series and it will go to someone else again. Um, but there are, there are some great matchups in the, in this, in this series. Um, and I think one of the big keys is going to be the, the Kevin Love, um, Draymond Green matchup because I'm not sure. Kevin Love is, is going to be able to stay on the floor. I mean, we've seen a couple of times already this playoffs where he's had to sit the fourth quarter. And I've got a feeling that the mismatch that will be created at the fourth spot with, with him having to play defense on Draymond could mean that he's effectively nullified and, and, and sits on the bench for a lot of the series. Yeah, I, I think he will be, he'll be benched. Um, he will really have to be lights out offensively to the point where Golden State are, are changing their game um, to, to, to you know, defend him. Uh, if he's anything other than lights out, then he'll just be too much of a liability defensively to have on the floor, I, I believe, especially with, with those picks that, and those switches that Golden State play. Yeah. Um, I mean, they'll, they'll be looking to get to get Curry on, on Kevin Love uh, and it, you know, he, love just can't cope with that. I, I'd like to see, um, I'd like to see LeBron face up against Green. <laughs> Cause, you know, they're both, I, I think LeBron get inside Green's head and you've already, you've already seen how, um, well, I'm trying to think what to say now. He's, he's really frustrated me in this playoffs. Um, but I, I think he's the only guy with the foot speed and strength to make those switches 
to get out on the shooters and and be agile enough to uh, effectively cut off any drives. You know, if if you, if you stick Tristan Thompson out, he can probably get out on the shooter. But we saw last year that Curry can have a field day on him. He, he can go around it and straight to the hoop, or or he can go back even further and throw it up against uh, over sort of nine and a half foot of arm. So to to me, I, I think LeBron is going to have to basically play the best defense he's ever played this series and that the other Cavaliers are going to have to pick up the slack on offense because we saw how worn down he was carrying the team last year or worn down rather I think that's one of the factors we've got to look into is the fact that LeBron looks like a different player this playoffs like with I don't think we've seen him quite like this since maybe like his first couple of seasons back in in Miami like the first two years of that big three he was really ready to go in the playoffs especially after they lost the Dallas Mavericks during his first season there, but the regular season matchup doesn't really help them. They lost two games at Golden, uh, to Golden State, and the average points difference was about twenty points, um, which is not really surprising when you, you see how well the the Warriors shoot the ball. But last year in the finals, one of the big sort of important role players for the Cavaliers was Matthew Dellavedova. Does he do something similar again this year? Do we see him play a lot of minutes after the success he had last year? Because everyone knows Kyrie Irving is still kind of a turnstile on defense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had- He's improved a lot in the playoffs uh, defensively. He's, he's he's been active. Um, I'm I'm looking to see how Cleveland will use Delhi uh, and Shump. Shump off the bench could could be a good option because uh, defensively he's very good, very long. You know, can can guard numerous positions. Do you think they'll continue shooting the three ball well? Because that's been one of, like the traits of the Cavaliers this postseason. It's like. Every game they've played, Detroit, Atlanta, Toronto, for some parts of it, they were shooting the ball from deep really well. I think you had one, you had one game where Kevin Love, as you mentioned, kind of switched off and just had an awful night, but that's what happens. It's the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I don't know whether it would be as effective because they're now playing one of the, I'm not sure how high up the ranks they were, but they were definitely a top five defense in Golden yeah. State. And I'm not sure if, if what they've faced so far from the East again is, uh, has been, to the same, to a similar level of, of, of decency. Um, to, to going back to the Delhi matchup, uh, I think he's gonna. This is where he earns his, his checks. Basically, he is uh, he's the guy they need to to want a better word to, to rough up Curry. I mean, it's that phys- <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's that physical brand of defense that he doesn't like. Though it's what Chris Paul has had success with. Um, someone else tried it earlier in the in the, in the playoffs as well. He, he doesn't like it, you know. You know, all these comments come out about him being soft. I'm not saying he's soft. What I'm saying is if you want to take a, a, a finesse player off his game, you get rough with him. He looks like a 12-year-old, according to Steve Kerr. That's, yeah, that's why. <laughs> that yeah. clip was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> but you yeah. are right. Like, Russell, like the way the Thunder were playing, the way, the way they had their defense running was that they were roughing him up. Like, they were trapping him off screens, double-teaming him at times, even after he'd come off a pick-and-roll. And he was clearly getting frustrated and then they figured out a way out of it. And all of a sudden, Clay Thompson started hitting threes. Draymond Green found his game again. And I just think this matchup's going to be so good because like Alex said, this Cavaliers team, like, I just look at the whole bench this year and it's just a lot deeper. Like both teams are far more equal. Channing Fry's going to have a huge impact in this series. He's been fantastic since he joined them um, from the Orlando, the Orlando Magic. And obviously the fact that you have got Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love fit is going to be such a, a big advantage. Even if you are bringing Kevin Love off the bench, like he's still one of the better players in the league to be coming off the bench. And that's what we went on about last year was the fact that they were bringing Andre, the Warriors were bringing Andre Iguodala off the bench. And 
what did he start like one game last year during the regular season came on and played like game six of the finals and was unbelievable went away over the MVP I mean we could quite easily see something like that happening on either team this year I just think these matchups are going to be so tight this is going to be like another six seven game series anyone who thinks this is going to be dare I say a sweep or a five game series is, is wrong because everything is going in you know the favor of a, a long drawn out series if LeBron plays against Steph and guards Steph that's going to be something that we're all going to be dying to watch because you know Steph in some degree struggled guarding Westbrook in the last round and LeBron is just as physical a specimen so we'll have to see how that works out yeah I, yeah. I can't see uh Curry matching up against LeBron at all I, I would immediately be switching out of that play um I, he just can't match up. There's no way. They, they're going to have, they'd have to send help every single time. Uh, and it would have to come from, uh, well, I suppose it'd have to come from Iggy. Uh, cause I can't even see last year, Iguodala was the only one who could even, and not even stop LeBron, but slow him down. Um, Harrison Barnes has got the length, but not the strength. And, and his, <laughs> that's, that's, he's a whole nother, another storyline really, cause his, he's been so disappointing for me. Huge Harrison Barnes fan. Uh, this this whole playoff, I think he's cost himself some serious money in the off season. I suppose the serious question is: Do we think the Cavaliers defensively have got enough to stop the Warriors? Like the Thunder looked like they had enough; they just couldn't quite get there offensively in the end. The Cleveland Cavaliers will be looking to force turnovers from the Warriors. I mean, the way the Warriors hit the ball around um, and how quick they are offensively. That was one weakness we kind of hadn't seen from them until the Oklahoma series was that they were producing turnovers. Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely a weakness of theirs, and whether that's a case of them being sloppy or, or cocky or, or or what, I don't know. Well, the, the length that they were playing against, like we mentioned it last podcast, that Thunder starting five is long. Like Andre Robertson, Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant. You know, Stephen Adams, even guys coming off the bench like Enos Cantor, that they're big guys are going to get in your way. And in some respects, the Cavaliers are exactly the same. Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith can be when he wants to be. Even Kyrie Irving, like if he does play defense, I think he could have an impact in this series. But it's just a big if for him. And Kevin Love, again, like you were mentioning a minute ago, is probably the biggest if factor in this whole series. Sure, but um, the, the Warriors are a turnover team. They 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 just happen to be able to shoot their way out of it a lot. They, you know, they're above average in the amount of turnovers they have a game. Um, but I would, well, I would question whether the, the Cavs are as long and athletic and can cause as many matchup issues as the Thunder just did. I don't think, I don't think they've got the same length and athleticism, uh, that, that, uh, Oklahoma possess. And the way, the way that the Warriors do things, the way that they, uh, the threat of Curry coming off the screen means that the, the help defense has to, to hedge and stay with him. Uh, that then that you've got the role, uh, and so you've got the secondary help that has to hedge between the wing and the and, and the big guy rolling, and then all of a sudden you've got the skip pass. And so many players on that that Warriors team who, who can just yeah. shoot from three. They, they, uh, to me, the Warriors just have too many weapons. And I'm not saying that they're going to waltz their way to a championship, but I think they have more more weapons than Cleveland can cope with. Okay, so Alex, if you're Tyron Lue right now and you're looking at this this finals rematch, what do you do? What do you say in terms of your team? Like, are you going to play a fast sort of 
paced game? Are you going to try and do what the Thunder did? Try and run them off the court? You know, match their pace sort of equally? Or are you going to try and slow it down? Because a lot of people, a lot of American journalists the last few weeks have been coming out and saying the only way to beat this Warriors team is to really slow it down and just force them to play something that they don't want to play. Well, unfortunately, Tyrone Lou gets paid a little bit more than I do, so he could probably answer this better than me. Um, but yes, I'd agree. I, w- I wouldn't slow things down as much as Cleveland did last year. It won't be as slow as that. Um, but I will expect to see the Cavs playing some uh, half-court offense and really trying to trying to slow things down. And you have the threat of Kevin Love in the post, who, who's been pretty good in the playoffs and an option inside. And obviously Le- LeBron. Um, I think LeBron went up against Green in the post a couple of times. Uh, in last season's finals to good effect. Um, and yeah, they'll be looking to run plays and, and get Kevin Love open and get J.R. Smith open uh, and get Fry open if he's out on the court. And, uh, and Kyrie, Kyrie, there's so many aspects to, to Curry's offense. He'll be in and around, but buzzing away as usual. And he's he's playing at a really high level at the moment. So yeah, so I would is the answer to that. We we might we actually are going to get to witness Kyrie and Stephen Curry playing against each other in a final series, like two of the players of the best handles in the NBA. It's just going to be pretty phenomenal to watch. I think the one bonus, if you're a Cavs fan, and if you do consider, if Tyron Lue does consider slowing down the paces, last year when they did that, I think the the Cavaliers won the the two lower scoring games of that series, whereas the Warriors won every game where where the score total got above a hundred, the Warriors won. Um, so I think you've got to factor that in a little bit. Just overall, like. Mike and both Mike and Mike, well both of you really if you had to pick a player who maybe listeners don't really pay much attention to or we haven't seen a lot of to have an impact in this series kind of like Delhi Delhi did last year who do you think is going to be for each team respectively that's a question um uh, I do come really up with them every now and then yeah that's, that's really <laughs> difficult because my my you know, I'm on the clay bandwagon he's going to be a for, for, uh, for Cleveland, for, for uh, Golden State to have success, he's he's got to be on fire on both ends of the court. But he's he's a player that people know about. So if we're if we're looking beyond that, I think we're looking at players like Sean Livingston. Yeah. And just with that second unit being able to, uh, he, he you know he's 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 the back of point guard, but he's the polar opposite point guard to Curry he's yeah, a the post up guard yeah t- turn around fade away what's he six seven six eight long arms it's just he, he, being able to still run the team but with a completely different style of play I think he will be a, a an impact player because I don't think either of the the, the main uh, Cavs guards are going to be able to, to stop him uh, and he's been he's been fantastic all season as well. He's been exactly what they needed off the bench. So that that would be my pick for Golden State in terms of Cleveland. Again, I would say Chan, Channing Fry, but he he's been getting a lot of coverage recently. So now I'm, I'm sort of wondering whether it's going to be someone crashing the glass like uh, Tristan Thompson because last year they dominated the the boards against Golden State. They're going to need to do it again. That's where Oklahoma had success. And, and he's their most dominant rebounder by far. Yeah, on, on the boards, that's here, something uh, I was going to talk about with Kevin Love. Um, one of the reasons that Cleveland may keep him on the floor um, is his rebounding abilities. Him and Tristan Thompson, 
but can you play them both at the same time against the Golden State Warriors? Probably not. Um, yeah, and, and I agree about Livingston. Uh, him and Mo Spates are often a bit of a, a double team. They both played for Cleveland together a, a few years back. Um, uh, obviously, Varejao will be a, an interesting storyline. Yeah, he can win a ring as well, no matter what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, 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 I think he can play more than five games, or is that the Premier League I'm thinking of, to get a medal? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I was reading that he will get. He's guaranteed a, a medal either way. So, yeah, I, I think with with the ring, with the ring, it is something like five or ten games, I believe. Uh, but he's, he's the only the only player in history, isn't he? I think to have played. Yeah, he's, he's the first guy to do it on both teams in the same season. I mean, yeah. to be honest, he's not been a massive impact on either. It's a, it's a really <laughs> strange. I, I think his acquisition was a, a psychological one. Yeah. I, yeah, don't, well, I don't see what he, he brings to that. Bit of mind games going on. Yeah. That's actually something I, I wanted to bring up, the, the mental aspect of the finals. And in basketball, we, we don't often talk about mentality of teams other than confidence. But, you know, Cleveland seemed to be playing for each other for, for the first time um, under Lou now. And... Um, the Golden State Warriors, are they as confident as, they, as they've been all season? Are they as together? You saw patches of them kind of losing face a bit in, in the playoffs. Um, it kind of looked like they were buckling at times against Oklahoma. Is that something you think could could, could come into play? I, I was going to say earlier, talking about Delhi. Delhi to Cleveland is what Green is to um, the Warriors. Just that guy that gets gets his teammates rolled up. Kicks you in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can imagine that would be a factor because like if you're Cleveland and you're playing with LeBron James second season back in, you know, the hometown. Last year you went on and on about winning it all. You did the whole Nike everyone saw the Nike advert where it was, you know, we're all in for this city. This year you 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 get rid of David Blatt under quite odd circumstances that a lot of us didn't really agree with. You bring in Tyron Lou, your team suddenly turns around, Kevin Love suddenly starts playing like, you know, the Kevin Love we used to see at the Minnesota Timberwolves. Kyrie Irving all of a sudden is best friends with LeBron James again. It's, it's all turning around for them and I think, like, and one of the biggest things, like, you go back to this, the, the, the Raptor, the end of the Raptors series, Game 7, LeBron was interviewed by, I think it was Doris Burke, and the Raptors fans were still chanting, you know, we the North or let's go Raptors. And LeBron took like a second to stop and just say, listen to this. I've never had anything like this in my entire career. And I don't know if that was like a little dig towards Cavs fans, because they have had a lot of stick over the last few years about the way that arena is during big games. Um, so come this final series, I think the whole mentality of that city, is going to be all in for this because they really want this. They wanted this last year and they just couldn't quite get there and it didn't have the tools or the weapons. And this year, they've arguably got their best chance they've had in, well, ever, effectively. And it's just a case of LeBron James getting the rest of those guys in that mindset. And I think they've been in that mindset. I think to sweep, to sweep Detroit was really impressive. Not many people sweep Stan Van Gundy teams. Um, and then to go out and beat the Atlanta Hawks the way they did so convincingly, again, brilliant. To beat the Raptors in Game Six in Toronto, also you know a huge momentum booster. But it goes back the other way. You've got the Warriors just gone through an epic Game Seven series, beating arguably 
the third, fourth best team in the NBA. And, you know, they've played against the Spurs two or three times this season as well. So they've had the matchups and the mentality thing, I think, is is going to be a huge factor in these finals because the, the Warriors are playing for, what, their third championship as a as a franchise and it will be Stephen Curry's second and a lot of those guys second and it'll be second straight. It's, it, it's history that uh, these two teams are playing for. I just think there's probably a lot more on LeBron's back because he is... LeBron James and everyone goes on about he has to do this to get his legacy and secure his legacy every single season. Yeah, I think um, I think it's the fifth they're actually going for. Um, cause I think they'll tie the uh, tie the Spurs if they if they win it. Um, but going, like the mentality of it, definitely you're talking about the crowds. That's going to have a huge impact. I mean, we saw start Game Seven in the Western Conference Finals. The first two minutes, Roracle was was huge and you could see it affect the players because they started the game very scrappily I think that's a new word um, and in, in terms of let's, let's face it I mean both teams are going to be riding high They're both teams are going to be confident that you don't get to this stage in the playoffs unless you are confident and you've got uh, a dominant Cavs team that have just blown past everyone in their conference and then you've got the Warriors team coming off a of game seven, being becoming the only the tenth team in history to come back from three one at, at that stage. Uh, so to me it will play a part, but perhaps not in game one. It's gonna be I mean if 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 Cavs win game one then that's gonna have a massive knock going forwards. Because yeah. I mean that we saw what happened with with the Warriors in, in, in the conference finals. They lose game one. Yes, they win game two, but then they go ahead and, and lose no KC both times. So I, I'm not sure it will have as, as big an effect in game one as it will throughout the latter stages of the series. I think for the Warriors especially, they don't expect to lose at home like, at <laughs> all. So if they lose a game at home, then I think there is a little bit of a, you know, like a psychological edge that the other team gets over them. But Cleveland, I don't really think they'll have that much of an issue. Like they won on the road in Oracle last year, even without Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. I mean, let's just pray that there's no injuries for like the rest of the series because everybody just wants to see the matchup that we've literally waited for since October last year. Like this is what everyone's been going on about. When we did our double clutch preview, this was the one everyone was going on about. We've had a few surprises in the season along the way, but we've got there and we've got, you know, this is like the matchup the NBA wanted as well because the TV rating figures last year for that final series were through the roof. And I think they broke another cable record in America for game six or seven the other night in the Western Conference, which is just incredible. So the game's growing. It's growing over here. We've got a hell of a lot more coverage than we ever used to have. Like All the final series are going to be on um, BT Sport Live. And obviously we've got League Pass and people upload clips to YouTube. There's so many ways for us to watch the game now. It's just going to be fantastic. Um, I think we've done our best. We've been here for about an hour, I reckon. Um, trying to cover what is going to be a phenomenal NBA final series. Um, more coverage will obviously be available on our website, which is doubleclutchpodcast.co.uk. The Twitter feed at doubleclutchuk is used by all of us. That could be any one of us tweeting at any time, any point of any day of any week. Um, so please check that out. Hashtag NBA in the UK if you are watching games live. We do really appreciate everyone getting involved and using that because it kind of makes us, you know, noticed and it gives us a chance to interact with fans and we are all fans like we all came here at the end of the day as fans we've all got lives and jobs to get on with this is just something that we do as a hobby so the hardest points coming up watching you know a seven game final series at two o'clock three o'clock in the morning is going to be 
tough for us all, but we're all in it together. Um, you can find more content from Mike over at GiveMeSport.com, which is obviously the home of the NBA in the UK as well. So please go and check that out. Um, have you guys got anything you want to say before we uh, we make our final predictions? It's going to be fun. <laughs> That's all I can say. Enjoy. Enjoy. Right, Mike, I'm going to take your seven-game prediction, please. Warriors in six. Okie dokie. Alex? Yesterday, I was captain six. Today, <laughs> today I'm captain seven. I can't that, captain that means eight. Cleveland. That's impossible. <laughs> now I get the decider, do I? But that means Cleveland have to win on the road in game seven. That's going to be tough, man. <laughs> if that happens, that's phenomenal. That's a huge ask. Okay. That is yeah. true. <laughs> um, I, I, I generally think it's going seven, but I'm sticking dubs in seven. I, I just, I think if it goes to game seven, it's in Oracle. The Warriors don't lose there. They won't, they won't lose there. I don't care if it is LeBron James are playing against. If the Cavs are going to win it, they're going to win it in six. So. I, am I 50, did I just get on the fence there I think I did <laughs> so you've got dubs in 7 or Cavs in 6 yeah I jumped on the fence <laughs> I'm allowed MVP, to do that I'm the, I'm the neutral votes. MVP votes oh god I'm going to give that to Alex first James Jones <laughs> hey, to be fair he, he's uh, one of the only two players to have gone to 6 straight NBA finals <laughs> very true um, should we, we take an MVP from each team or do you want a general finals MVP? Okay, we can do each team. Yeah, yeah why not? So I'll go Kyrie. I've heard, I've heard that. I like, some people are going Kyrie. I can't I can't imagine anyone but LeBron getting MVP for Cleveland. Yeah, I think if the Cavs win, it would be LeBron. I think if the Warriors win, it's going to be Steph. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I think it might be Clay because I've been on the Clay bandwagon all, all, all <laughs> So why not go one further? Clay's, Clay's uh, Steph, sorry, is about to suddenly become 100% fit. Wait for it. Right. <laughs> True. Um, what about, uh, we, haven't, we haven't really talked about Draymond. Uh, what, what are your, uh, if you were a betting man, which I know at least one of you are, would you... Uh, you put that was for a space of an hour. <laughs> <laughs> would, would you put money on him being suspended? Because he could hit... Uh, yeah, I reckon hit something's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. I reckon that they'll try and provoke him. Like, I can see Tristan Thompson or somebody trying to provoke him and we all know LeBron James is the king of the flop so yeah exactly <laughs> the, the, the dubs have got to wind him in a bit because he's he's if, if he if he is suspended that could be the series yeah who guards LeBron then yeah that's that's a tough one I will leave you on that bombshell people <laughs> <laughs>
Brown pass to O'Neal. Look out again. Shaquille O'Neal with a right hand jam. The Lakers repeat back to back titles.